With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. What's happening here on a Thursday edition of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690? Two things are happening right now. Two major things. One, I'm back in the studio. Marcel actually asked me, I was like, when's the last time you've done a show from the studio? We get to that stage at times. We're at the draft last week, and then uh, some ball games earlier this week. The volleys uh, yesterday, and back in the studio today. Who knows where we'll be tomorrow? The second thing is, good to have Austin Lane back in the studio. Good to be back, man. What is happening? Nothing too much. Just hanging out, man. Uh, hanging out. Uh, I just said, I said, what, 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 what's going on in the world? You said, uh, well, the Jaguars draft happened. Jaguars draft happened. You just talking about the Jaguars draft. Were you, um, were you talking yeah. to Cody and Ronan about the draft instead? No. And they say, shut to, up, Dad. Yeah, pretty much. Um, talk to a few friends about it, you know, and I'm sure you guys have probably beat a, a horse to death here, but... Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think that if your early round picks end up starting right away, then you got some good ones. Uh, I think if you talk about Chad Muma and you talk about um, Fortner um, and they're on the bench to get things started, then they could be an issue. Yeah, so th- this is um, – I was thinking about you a lot mm. just because I, I like you. So I was thinking about you. Thanks, man. Um, but – even that night, we're, sitting, we're doing TV, and I'm like, I remember us having all these conversations. Like, Hutchinson, you're not as in love with Hutchinson in this maybe defense, even though you'd rather have Hutchinson, I think, than a guy like Walker. And I think Thibodeau was your guy because of the f- flexibility maybe in this defense. There's a lot coming out over the weekend. Now there's more articles written, too, about what Balky and even uh, Doug Peterson said. Mike Caldwell hasn't spoken. I wish I'd kind of like to hear from him about a little more, but that fit for Trayvon Walker in this scheme. And now that you see the pieces come together with Lloyd and even Amuma, but Lloyd especially and Trayvon Walker and the pieces they added, like I can kind of see why he would be a fit here and and some of the things that Tampa tried to do, the Bulls defense tried to do. Can you see a little bit of that? Even even who knows if it's going to be the right pick, right? Who knows if he'll overproduce Hutchinson? Who knows if he'll overproduce Thibodeau? But for them and for this system right now, does he fit them pretty well potentially? I mean, I don't know what the system is. You know, you have a guy who weighs about 275, 280 pounds, who I assume you're probably going to put on the edge. I think it's hard to justify with the number one overall pick taking a three technique um, or a big end, quote-unquote, as a number one overall pick in a 3-4 defense. So I'm not sure what this defense is even going to be yet. I don't know if you go more of a 4-3 defense because you've got a guy in Chad Muma. So do you plan on kind of starting him right away? So I think you can go in a lot of different directions um, with this whole thing. Um, Obviously, when it came to Trevon Walker, I was more, uh, I mean, on the Hutchinson camp, and I was obviously more on the Thibodeau camp because I thought Thibodeau was going to be the best edge rusher out of everything. But once again, I'm sure you guys have already talked about that to death. Um, it, just, it all depends how you plan on using Trevon Walker. And until we see it on the field, until we see it in the preseason, um, it's kind of hard to comment on it. Um, 
I do see a situation where you get all three of them on the field at the same time, too, even though you have a Luacon, mm-hmm. uh, because Luke can go rush the passer, too. So uh, we'll see how they use it. Again, I do think there's some mystery here. And I think the Jags have been pretty coy. I, I don't really know. Like, I don't understand that part. Like, we kind of know what the Tampa defense looked like. I understand the linebacker importance because Mike Caldwell, first of all, played it. And those linebackers were really good a couple years ago for Tampa mm-hmm. in that Super Bowl run. Like, in that playoff run especially, remember, they were all over the place. Um, and their defense was spectacular, as much as Brady would get the credit and, and Arians and everything else offensively. So I can kind of see what they're doing uh, with it. But the draft ended basically after, like, that Friday night. I mean, they've got mm-hmm. no more impact. But they've got their roster. Yeah. Like, their roster ain't gonna, isn't going to change that much anymore. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it is what it is now. No, it is what it is. I mean, uh, uh, people want a wide receiver, and I totally get that. Um, yeah, I think wide receiver is kind of off the table now. You got what you got. Uh, they obviously did upgrade their defense, which you like to see. Um, they, they did fill some holes in there, which you like to see. Um, I would have liked to see him fill maybe a couple more holes. I think interior defensive line can make an argument for. Obviously, wide receiver you could definitely make an argument for. Um, I guess you couldn't cover everything. But at the end of the day, uh, a lot of needs were addressed. Uh, I think uh, the Adam Gotsis comes back, friend mm-hmm. of the, well, I don't know about a friend, but a one-time appearance on the show. We have Twice, man. Was it twice? Yeah, it's the homie right there. Come we, on, we man. We didn't boot him off the show like we did. No, nah, man, we're, we're talking about Vegemite. We're talking about a bunch of stuff with Adam Gotsis, man. He's, he's definitely a friend of the show. You know what's funny is I think people, like, you take a guy like Gotsis, I don't really think fans are like, yeah, whatever, okay. But I think people like the fact that Gotsis is coming back. I think they mm-hmm. like the depth. I still don't know what to think about some of the guys, like Devon Hamill. Like, Gotsis made some plays last year. Mm-hmm. And it just shows you they want to continue to solidify the run game, especially. That's where he's going to be good. But, like, Devon Hamilton, Malcolm Brown, like, did those guys play well last year? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what they are. I, I mean, I know what Ma- Malcolm Brown's been. Mm-hmm. But I'm still trying to figure out what Devon Hamilton can be. And I kind of like him, I think, because mm-hmm. I've seen some flashes. But last year, I don't remember hearing his name a lot to, to kind of fall in love with him. I mean, I think the biggest concern going forward now for this defense is, obviously, you've addressed the linebacker position. You like what your secondary looks like. But they're could be some question marks in terms of interior pass rush, uh, which we've seen in the past. You know, I mean, uh, assuming that it looks like what it looks like right now, we could probably say Malcolm Brown, uh, Devon Hamilton's going to be your starting nose tackle, and then Roy Robertson-Harris is going to be the other defensive ends. So you got Malcolm Brown, Robertson-Harris, big defensive ends, Devon Hamilton nose tackles. I just feel like that's what he was asked to do last year. That's what he excels at the most. I think Malcolm Brown can play that big three, if you will, maybe a little shorter on the shorter side, but, I mean, you do what you got to do. So you got Malcolm Brown, Devon Hamilton, and Roy Robertson-Harris. How confident are you in them getting after the quarterback in which doing so is going to help guys like Trevon Walker, is going to help guys like Josh Allen? I think that can remain a question mark um, until we see it on the field. Is there anything else the Jags could do to surprise us before the end of... I mean, there's always like a Labor Day or a trade deadline thing if you really want to do it. But this isn't a team you figure will be too active in a trade deadline scenario, uh, at least acquiring players. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, this is probably the roster for 2022. Now, there's always stuff about like these the receivers seemingly like, like are always on the block right now yeah. in the NFL. I, I mean, are we convinced Metcalf's not going anywhere? Debo Samuels now has followed uh, 49ers back on Instagram, so that's big news. Mm-hmm. So he's probably staying in San Francisco now that he's followed them back. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think – I just don't think there's going to be a lot of movement on this roster or really anything to see potentially that, that the Jags could do to be like, wow, there's one more big piece. Yeah, I think what you got is what you got. Yeah, yeah, I do too. How about your guy, John Morant? Uh, di- news just in, though, Dylan Brooks suspended for game three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm impressed with uh, 
not only your guy job, but yes. the Grizzlies for bouncing back because I think they let it get away in game one. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they should have had that. I game. mean, it, it was their game to win at home, obviously. Um, you never want to drop one at home, especially game number one. Um, even when the Warriors weren't really shooting their best, yeah, you definitely threw that game away. But, no, it's been an absolute pleasure to watch John Morant um, do his thing. You know, uh, a couple weeks ago we talked about how the NBA playoffs, it's really an opportunity um, to try to build on your legacy a little bit. We saw Luke do it a couple years ago in the bubble. Um, you know, we saw Trey Young do it a little bit, uh, but then kind of fell off this past season. And, and now John Morant is, is the latest candidate for a guy that's just absolutely going off right now um, in the playoffs. And, and the way that he's doing it, it's just it's an electrifying style that he plays. Because guess what? He's not the biggest guy out there, right? So in order to get to the hoop, he's got to use his athleticism. He has to use his, his hops, if you will. And we've seen dunks. We've seen blocks. Um, we've seen the ability to drive, to facilitate. He's really got it all right now, man. And it's just it's a rare combination, um, so young in his career, where it just seems like the sky's the limit for him. So it's been awesome to watch. Yeah, and by the way, like, hello, like, booster shot to the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the series looks electric. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you're going to get a better series the whole way. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, like the Brooklyn Celtics series was actually good games, mm-hmm. but it ended so quick. Um, I'm not sure where these other series are headed, but this one has been just, I mean, if we, seriously, you could, if you could put it in the finals right now, you'd put it in the finals and say, hey, we'll run this one back. Yeah, I mean, I, you still have Milwaukee and Boston, though, which is going to be very interesting because both teams have kind of blown each other out now. So I'm very curious to see what game three is going to look like when – I think teams have finally figured out what other teams are trying to do. So I still feel like, you know, Milwaukee and Boston is going to be a great series. I mean, we talk about Miami and Philly. I mean, I think that, that one's all but done uh, thanks to the loss of Joel Embiid. So that, that's been kind of a snooze fest, if you will. But, no, to me, Memphis says uh, Memphis Golden State is the series to watch, and it's kind of ironic because I felt like the series to watch in round one was Memphis and Minnesota. Um, just from the fans, you know, doing crazy stuff on the court and protesting, uh, from Carl Anthony Towns talking his smack, from John Morant talking his smack and going back and forth, and Patrick Beverly doing his thing. And now we fast forward to, to round two uh, of the semifinal, and you got a guy in John Morant and, and a guy in Steph Curry who, you know, are two of the biggest stars right now in the NBA going toe-to-toe. And it's almost like the old school, and I, I hate to call, you know, Steph Curry old school, but he's been around for a while versus a new school guy now at point guard in John Morant. You know, your Milwaukee Brewers, whoa. They're up 8-4 to four in the fourth, just to let you know. Appreciate After it. After 18 yeah, I was last watching the night. Game. Yeah. The Reds might not beat the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Yeah, the, the Reds are trash. I, I told you guys this many times before. But they right? like, seriously, they are trash. who we suck. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, come on. It's the Reds. Do they still have three wins? I believe so, yeah. I mean, that's we're in May. Yeah. Now, I understand the season started a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But we're in May. Thank goodness the Yankees lost last night. Got that going for us. Yeah, yeah. Your Brewers are in first place. Are they the real deal? Yes. Who's more faith to win a win a pennant with the Brewers or win an NBA championship with the Bucks? Win a pennant with the Brewers or NBA championship with the Bucks? Um, I like the Brewers' chances better. Just because right now the way the NBA is, I mean, unless injuries start happening, I mean, Miami's pretty solid. Um, Boston's looking pretty solid. Obviously, Memphis, Golden State, those are some solid teams. And guess what? Phoenix figured it out without uh, Devin Booker. So um, I think it's kind of a murderer's row if the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're some of my favorites to win the whole thing. But I think the Brewers, with their pitching, if they ever get their hitting figured out, which they haven't yet, but they haven't really needed hitting, if they get their hitting figured out, it's going to be a cool thing. 
Mm. Back to the uh, draft for a moment. Who do you think had the uh, best draft? Um, like, are you talking about the best draft, like, weekend, or just, like, the, who drafted the best? Because I think the Eagles had the best draft weekend. Oh, because A.J. Brown. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, course. Yeah, I would say weekend. I'm like, who made their team the best? Eagles. Right? Uh, I like the Eagles a lot, then. Even more, well, and the Jets had a really good draft. Sure. Oh, yeah, the Jets did great. Yeah. But I just At think, least on paper. Yeah, but I just think what I know right now with A.J. Brown... Another weapon for Jalen Hurts. I think that the Eagles had a pretty good draft with, with the trades, everything included. Yeah, well, yeah. You I mean you got a twenty-five million dollar a year receiver? Yeah, but it's so, hey, it's a salary cap, though, man. Come on. Well, no, I'm just saying that makes you better. Of course. So yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying they paid too much for him, which no, they no, very no, well, well might. But it, it is the salary cap, so yeah. we're not worried about that. Uh, uh, Big Diesel says the Ravens. Ravens had a damn good one too. Ravens had a fantastic draft. You know, it's. I mean, it, it's crazy with. What the Ravens always seem to do in the draft, you know, I mean, Tyler Lindenbaum is, is a, your classic Baltimore Raven type of draft pick. Um, once again, they address the, the tight end needed. I think they have like 10 tight ends now on that team. Sorry, Josh Oliver. Yeah, I was very impressed with what the Ravens did. And like the, at the time, the whole Malcolm Brown thing was kind of like, what are you guys doing? But now it makes a lot more sense where did Arizona know something about DeAndre Hopkins where they're that desperate to get, you know, Hollywood Brown. Uh, I said Malcolm Brown, but uh, yeah, uh, Hollywood Brown. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Zamora, yeah. by the way, says uh, going back to the discussion about the interior pass rush, uh, Fadakasi obviously is somebody that somebody else already mentioned. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Tefeli, you know, I kind of do forget about Jay Tefeli. Can they take a step with a guy like that? You know, Casey and I have been talking about this a little bit. You know, the, around pick 70 or even if you had a fourth round pick like where people say you can still find starters the Jags don't have a lot of holes to fill because they they have to find out if any of these guys are good mm. Ben Barch Andre Sisco a guy like a Jay Tufeli right or even a Devon Hamilton like you've got to find out if they're good enough to play especially the Barches and in, in um, like a Walker Little or a Sisco who really didn't play that much like we really have no idea if they're good in the NFL. Well, know? and the thing with Fadu Kasi, too, is he wasn't brought in to pe- rush the passer. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's got three career sacks in four seasons. So, like, I'm, I'm not really sure when we talk about a third and long if Fadu is even going to be out there or not. Like, now I get there's a lot to like about him, especially stopping the run, but I feel like he was brought in to stop a guy like Derrick Henry. He was brought in to stop a guy like Jonathan Taylor. I'm not really sure how much you're going to have to rely on him in the pass game. Yeah, that'll be something to watch. I, I do think he's got the ability to get back there, but your stats tell a little bit of the story. I mean, only three of them. Well, could they give him an increased role in this kind of defense to try to get after the quarterback, take that next step? Um, we'll see. I mean, they've got bodies there along that front. Like, Roy Robertson-Harris played okay at the end of last year. Like, he actually came along when he got healthy. Mm-hmm. And they invested in him. I mean, he's a $7 million guy. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and Big Diesel says, yeah, I think uh, Fadakasi can push the pocket a little bit. I think the Jags think he can, too. And I think he showed some signs of that, even though the numbers weren't necessarily there. And, and by the way, the numbers don't have to be there on the interior. They, you know, that's when Josh Allen played his best football last year. His numbers came along when the interior started to push. Mm-hmm. And so if, uh, if they can do that, uh, they will be uh, much better off for it. Uh, of course, Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Thursday edition Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Holy cow, it's hot out finally. It's a toasty one. Like, I, we're in it now. Oh, I yeah. mean, we're in May. We're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So um, it, is, it is super, super hot. Uh, hey, let's take a break here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We come back. We'll give you a little programming update on the show. Um, and we're talking more sports. Of course, that is on the way. Hey, the Jumbo Shrimp play tonight, finally. They play, like, an evening game. 7.30. After two, like, business person specials or elementary school day games or whatever. 
They'll play 7.30 on ESPN 690, which means a full uh, hour edition probably, right? An hour and a half, though. Oh, you're going to go, you're going to squeeze all the way up to the shrimp baseball game. Unless somebody tells me not to. And you got to put in some hours lately. You know what I'm saying? Sports Jacks OT, <laughs> Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz coming up uh, after this show. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We'll be right back. They're not trading LeBron James. You can't trade LeBron James. Where does LeBron James want to be in L.A.? And it's not just about what happens on the basketball court. It's about his business interests, too. His net worth has doubled since he's moved out there to the Los Angeles Lakers. So he's not leaving that behind. He's not leaving the Spring Hill Company and all the different things that he's doing in media, all the different things that he's doing in marketing. So forget about that. Clutch Sports will never let that happen. The Lakers will never land another free agent if they decide they're going to trade away LeBron James. Hmm. Who was that? I don't think that was Kendrick Perkins. No. I don't know if you're Chris Canty guy. You know, did it feel like a hearty yeah. take? The freshest of takes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Farm fresh. So, uh, yeah, that would be Chris Canty. That's Chris Canty. By the way, I thought we could all use a little Chris Canty take right now. I, I guess so. I, uh, I have no idea that LeBron had doubled his net worth since out in L.A. Like, is that real? Like, he might have just been saying that, like, as a, an exaggeration. I mean, Space Jam was a thing, though. I mean, to the point where he doubled his net worth? I mean, the guy made a lot of money over the last 17 years before no, he got to... For sure, but like, when you're the star of a, of a motion picture, man, that's, gonna, that's some net worth coming at you. Well, listen, I'll tell you that my, my thought on LeBron going to L.A. this whole time was, well, first of all, you can do that after the fact, right? I mean, you can... I thought you could... You don't have to go do movies and everything else right now and set up shop just to play basketball in L.A. I also thought that... LeBron's LeBron, and he'll be big no matter where he is. And if he wants to go do movies, he can do them from still playing in Cleveland or Miami or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just telling you, like, that was my thought. Mm-hmm. But shoot, now, if his net worth doubled, maybe I was dead wrong. Yeah. I mean, maybe he had to go out there to to get that kind of... I mean, yeah, he had a lot of things going. He had the Space Jam. He had that show on HBO. Um, I forgot what it was. It, it's not I Am Athlete. It might have been the barbershop one he had, but he's he had a bunch of things in L.A. So, I mean, in terms of opportunity, L.A. makes a lot of sense in terms of how you're going to max out your revenue. Yeah. the it, it makes me wonder. It's like, first of all, it's a silly question. Like, if you ask it about us, like, where could we go to get our net worth to double? Well, okay, probably like McDonald's. Yes. Um, so, but what athletes could go somewhere right now and their net worth would, boom, double? I mean, athletes are making a mint, right? I mean, if Patrick Mahomes went and played in L.A., mm. would he go from a half-a-billion-dollar guy to a billion-dollar guy? I mean, not because I think he's already kind of like the face of the NFL. So, well, LeBron Pro- is the face of the NBA, you know? Is he, though? I mean, he was when he went yeah, out there. Yeah, he, he was when he went out there, yeah. Um, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, like, I, I, that's a weird context. I, I understand he did the movie, and, and you, make, you can make good money doing a movie. Yeah. And these other projects that he has. And I understand L.A., there's a lot more money rolling around. Like, I understand all those things. I just don't – I'm just shocked that uh, – even if it's not double, that it went up, like, astronomically, mm-hmm. if, if that's the, the word. 
And I don't know. I wonder more athletes can they do that? If they if they say him do that, will that become a trend mm. of like, hey, I think I can too. I'm marketable to this degree. I mean, but see, I don't think you need L.A. to do that. Like maybe it helped because they shot the movie in L.A. But Michael Jordan shot Space Jam. He's still playing for the Bulls. You know, I mean, he he found a way to do it. So I just think where it comes in in the line where if you have other like endeavors on your mind, if you want to start TV shows, if you want to start movies, I mean that that can be done anywhere. But I just think LeBron being in L.A., being in Hollywood, it was kind of all under one roof, so it was more convenient for him. But I think if athletes have enough drive and they have enough, you know, just vision, they, they can play anywhere and make that much money. Yeah. I'm thinking about it like a, well, your guy, Greek Freak. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We, we wondered about that for a while. Now, Ja, mm-hmm. like down the road, will he have to go somewhere else to get? I mean, Ja Morant could be like a mm-hmm. – he, he could be – LeBron from a movie figure. I don't know about Greek Freak, but I think John Morant has this charisma sure. character to him. And by the way, Greek Freak does too, but of I, it just feels a little different. Um, well, I don't think Giannis wants that. Well, that's a good call. I yeah. feel like Jock could want that. Yeah. That's a, that's Giannis a good is telling bad jokes yeah, during that, the post-press conferences. <laughs> that's a good call. Like a guy like Jock. <laughs> he doesn't want that. He's going to someday want out of Memphis. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, but yeah, remember, he, he grew up around that area, though. Like, that's kind of his home. Yeah. I always wondered, too, is like, what's, en- what's enough money? Yeah. Well, to, to or me, enough stardom. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it becomes, like, the fame part. Like, yeah, you're making enough money as it is. I mean, if you're a, a top five NBA draft pick, you're doing pretty well for yourself. Yeah, but you're like, going to sign a max deal for 240 yeah. sometime, right? But then it eventually becomes, like, what is your legacy going to be like? how can you max out your, your potential? And, yeah, m- maybe Ja can see that someplace else, but I'm from the firm believer of it doesn't matter really where you're at. If you ball out and you have the personality to match, you can make your money. Like, look at Patrick Mahomes. He's in Kansas City. It's not like Kansas City is the most celebrity-ridden destination in the country, but Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback right now going in the NFL. And guess what? He's got a pretty good personality as well. He's got the hair. He's got the swag a little bit. So, like, a lot of things work in Patrick Mahomes' favor, so you get your money. Do you think, like, when Shaq went out to L.A., like, would he have had the Shaq, you know, fame if he had stayed in Orlando? Well, see, or I did think... did L.A. Well, change because no, of the Kobe... Well, LA was different because he had Kobe. He, he had to show the spotlight. It, it was still Kobe's show, regardless of what people are going to say. Like and he Kobe also Bryant. had that soap opera. Of course. I, I think if he would have stayed in Orlando and kept doing what he was doing, absolutely. He did. I mean, keep in mind, like, as a kid, his Orlando Magic poster was on my wall. So he was a star in my Yeah, he already was. Yeah. Because he was such a giant. He was so different. Yep. That's kind of what makes the Greek free. Like, he's a different guy. Yeah. Like, there's just so many people that made like him. That can play the game like uh, him, yeah. So, uh, all right. So, uh, well... Now to the show part of, well, Austin's back for like a little bit um, kind of thing. And uh, how about that transition? Maybe your star power will change even more if you are um, not on the show sometimes. Um, Maybe it has. Uh, So uh, the last 10 days or so, uh, Austin hasn't been here on the show. And we've been kind of working through some things. We hate each other. Uh, big soap opera going on. It was all that easy. I know? knocked his ass out. It he didn't like so it. Careful now. He came up. A black eye has healed. Mm. I mean, all these things. Uh, CBD oil, pretty good, right? Oh, yeah, man, for sure. Um, They're selling it. I cryo. Oh, are we actually selling it now? <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, no, I thought, no. I thought you were no, no, saying no, 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 no
not yet. But <laughs> you, you uh, know I was getting okay. <laughs> like there's there's um, so people have been asking like, hey, where's Austin? Where's Austin? Where's Austin? And well, um, there's really no simple answer to where's Austin. He's and we've right been here. ignoring all of them. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> really haven't even slightly yes. looked nice. at what we looked at. It. There's nice. really like like I said today, it's gonna be like a programming announcement. But it's not really an announcement. Like so we. There's well, a lot of yeah. stuff going on. Like, there's a lot of, uh, and by the way, this is not, it's like a positive thing, not really a negative thing. So, um, now it could be negative for us if we don't do the show all the time, but uh, that's, uh, that's certainly a possibility. And you've been doing the morning show stuff uh, on 95.1 WAPE. There's some fun stuff happening there, a lot of opportunities that here and there. And so, really, for now, there's a good chance uh, you won't be hanging around with us in the afternoon. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird, man, because, and like, I don't know, it's hard to put everything in words, um, especially of like what I can and cannot say. Um, you know, if you go back to two weeks ago, um, the Friday before the draft, um, I kind of knew the writing was on the wall then, um, and I couldn't really say anything. Um, I put something on the whiteboard. Probably nobody noticed. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for paying attention, show. everybody. Go back. Um, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you go back and listen to Slam Poetry, um, I may have gotten a little emotional towards the end of it. Got some hints in there. Um, so I left a couple breadcrumbs. But, you know, it's, it's not really my style to make a big scene um, about things. So, yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, my time for right now ha has come to an end on this show. And... Um, yeah, I mean, there's not really much more to say about it. Um, well, I think, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I think, I mean, well, listen, here's the deal. Uh, I'll help you out here because I do. think a lot, <laughs> like, there, this Borsmo has been a really good run, but doesn't also, we're keeping that option open yeah, um, yeah, for sure, now. So sure. I don't want to, that's why there's no, like, announcement kind of finality. There's this or that. There's just a lot of good stuff happening here in the building. There's a lot of good stuff happening with our show, and Austin's been a big part in, in building that up. And so that's really why we wanted him to come back in um, here here today. And at least uh, share that part of it. But uh, there's also a lot of good stuff going on 95.1. And, and Austin's getting some opportunities to do things that probably never even envisioned when he signed on with our show sure. <laughs> um, way back in the day. And if you just jumped in with us recently and don't know, like, the origin of our show, uh, we started this thing back in, like, January of 2019. So that would have been pre-pandemic. And, like... Nobody really even still knows the full story of why we started this thing. I was at a different station, and basically we rolled the ball out, and mm. I called Austin one day in December because I was looking for a co-host and said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm driving Uber. I said, <laughs> "Is why are you driving Uber? He said, because I'm bored. I'm bored. I said, so <laughs> yeah. where are you now? I'm in Wisconsin. I've been snowboarding for like three weeks. It started around Christmas time. And so I said, uh, hey, you got any interest in doing a show? He's like, well, Pete's driving Uber. Yeah, yeah, Three yeah, to six, yeah. and it yeah. fit his schedule perfectly between fighting and the MMA. Obviously, he's got a little guy. He's been he's married now for however long. Um, and Forever, Brent. Forever. And so, longer than Casey, but not <laughs> as long as me. Yeah, and, yeah we beat something like it. And so, I was just telling somebody the story today. We actually added, uh, we, we, we said, hey, I'll call you back next week, and I'm going to give you three... Um, topics. Yeah. And then the next day, I'm going to give you 24 hours to, like, do homework on them, think about them. And then the next day, I'm going to call you and we're going to do, like, a mock segment. 
mm-hmm. of a radio show mm-hmm. to see if this thing could even work. Yeah, yeah. And so we did it for like 15, 20 minutes. I'll never forget, I was driving home on 295. That's where we did it. And you were probably like on a ski slope. No, I was actually at home because I was so nervous. So I did two hours of research on the Florida State Seminoles, of like literally the history yeah. of the Florida State Because that was one of the topics that Brent said he was going to bring up. Yeah, I did. And then when we did the mock um, segment, we talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that was it. So... <laughs> Our relationship got off to kind of a rough start because you told me to study the Florida State Seminoles, and I'm not lying. I spent two hours. I didn't even sleep the previous night because I was so nervous about it, and then didn't talk a lick of the Florida State Seminoles. Yeah, well, that's because, listen, in our business, you have to hold content potentially for the next show. Sure. <laughs> well, I'm so waiting segment. to talk to Florida State. I mean, I have a lot of history. We, who knew in this we would brand? get the Florida State Seminoles? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. on the station. Yeah, 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 for <laughs> so, sure. But, so yeah. that that was that laid the groundwork for us. So anyway, that's yeah. kind of how this thing all came together. Yeah. And uh, so it's and honestly, I I tell people this all the time. It's like. I didn't know the radio station would last for eight months or eight. I give it between eight and 18 months. Like, that's how it's. <laughs> no, for sure. For and sure. so we've been over three years. Well, and by the yeah. way, I wanted to tell you this. The station's doing really well. We've done a lot of good things. We've grown this thing from scratch. And Austin has been a huge part of it. Guys like Kuz has been a big part of it. Casey's been a big part of it. We're not going anywhere. Stuart, Marcel, yeah. our Action Sports Shacks team. Like, it's been a lot of work. Um, and just sometimes, like. I never thought I'd be doing the show three and a half years later, quite frankly. Yeah. And I also never thought he'd be doing <laughs> morning radio no, in, in Jacksonville and playing Ariana Grande music. No, of course. <laughs> um, it's character development. My my whole life is just a it's a complete chain of random events um, and then random jobs, man. But uh, I'm very thankful for it. You know, like uh, you know when I started to see a little bit, like okay, uh, I might have to go in a new direction here. Um, you know, I, I always hate when people leave and then they, they make it about them, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and you write like this, this five, you know, page, like report, this TED talk about how much everybody meant to them. And, and, you know, you're sad to go and all this stuff. And once again, like, I'm not saying I'm going to be gone forever, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I'm going to be right, right next that. door. We might yeah. do a slam poetry on that if we knew yeah. exactly no, for where sure. this ended. Yeah. Um, and, and I wish that I hated you guys. I, I really did. I wish that the, the reason was is because me and Brent don't get along that or, awesome, or, or the way. that I can't stand Casey, but that's anything but the truth. Um, I'm and, and, and really, that's that's one of the reasons why it is kind of a bummer that, unfortunately, for right now, um, you know, I got other stuff going on because you guys are so great. You know, I mean, Brent was the guy that always let me be myself, um, you know, and would coach me from the side. And I learned a lot from that dude. And as far as Casey's concerned, I've told him this to his face. I feel like we're cut from the same cloth. Um, I, I feel like Casey had such a great dynamic. Um, to the show that I'm not worried about it succeeding because it's going to succeed. Um, you know, I was just a, a small blip in this machine that's going to go on forever, I feel like, just because we have the talent to back it up. And Casey's that fresh face. So, like, you know, I mean, I, I don't really know. Like, I don't want to say goodbye or anything, but I will say this, though, about this show and, and why this show means the world to me. You know, that I've been here for three years, we've talked about racial injustice. We've talked about... Um, bigotry in terms of gay athletes. We've talked about transgender athletes. We've we've all, we've never shied away from the hard topics, um, even though sometimes they're suggested that maybe we do. And, and that was Brent's leadership. That was Brent saying we have a duty to come on here and talk about what's going on. And a lot of the time with these hot button topics, they interacted with sports. So it was our duty. It was our it was our job. We felt like to talk about those things. I don't think anybody else in this town was talking about those things like we were. And damn it, man, am I proud of that. 
um, that's probably the thing I'm, I'm proud about the most is that we got to touch on issues that were kind of taboo in sports radio. And not only did we touch on those issues, but we had long, drawn out, hard, hard conversations about those issues. And sometimes we didn't always agree with each other, but we always had a common ground understanding at the end. And that's what, what I'm so proud of more about this show is, is that it's so much more than a sports. Like, we get it. We're, this show was designed to give you a break from your, maybe your daily lives, to talk bad about the Jaguars sometimes, <laughs> or if you're Brett Martin, I'll talk good about Trent Baalke sometimes. <laughs> you know, and we understand that that's our job. But it was also an honor to sometimes go over that plane and hit the hard-button topics, even though they weren't the easiest to talk about. And I'm so proud about, about that. Uh, by the way, like this is a, a kind of an odd thing going on like right now because we really don't know, really know where every. It's not like this finality. Don't know. They don't want me to really say that. Like, yeah. hey, this could happen. This could happen because we don't really know what's going on. But it's, again, it's not a negative thing. I think that's what I want to push across today. And the idea that Austin's coming on even to do this that doesn't happen in in our business very often. Like usually, if somebody's like leaving, they're gone. <laughs> like so, yeah, yeah, so that will yeah. just show you it's a little bit of a different context yeah. of, of what's happening here um, uh, in the situation. And so stay tuned to it. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Austin's going to be all over the place still. Yeah. And um, uh, right in the building. And, and we've got some fun stuff. Once we got past the draft, now we can start pushing forward a little bit and seeing uh, where else we're going to take this thing. But uh, we'll reinvent it a little bit again. It won't be the same without Austin, but we'll uh, we'll, we'll make it good. We promise. Well, yeah, we'll and, and one last thing. Obviously, you know, I, I shared why I'm proud of this show and what it meant to me. Um, and I got to dress the syndicate, man. You know, yeah, the, the syndicate. The, the syndicate. Um, well, we never got shirts made, damn it. Our, our fan base. Yeah, and, and, and that's what sucks, too, right? Because Brent's awesome to work with. Casey's the man. And in my, far, in my opinion, is the future of sports radio as far as I'm concerned. Um, and it sucks that, you know, I'm leaving that for, you know, we'll see for how long. But it also sucks that I'm leaving such a great, you know, fan base that we've really started from nothing. You know, and yeah, I get it. I'm not the most active on social media. Um, I'm not the most active sometimes in terms of reading all the comments and everything, but I see them. Um, I've seen them. I've saw them. I will continue to see them, and, and I'm thankful for every one of them, whether you're a supporter or whether you're a hater. <laughs> the, the, the fact that we just kind of created this little family where we can just speak our minds, um, to the most part, unless I swear, then I get in trouble. But uh, we can speak our minds for the most part um, and share what's on our minds and put ourselves out there. Uh, it, it's a beautiful thing. And without the syndicate or our fans or whatever you want to call them, um, it, it wouldn't have been possible. So I appreciate you guys rolling with me. Um, you know, and that's really the reason why I want to come in here, Brent, was because I didn't want to just leave those, those fans out to dry. And I think we owed it to our fans to at least explain what was happening a little bit. You know, I mean... I wasn't going to not ever come back in here and explain, hey, you know, it might be on to something different right now and it's okay. Um, I had to do something. This is probably the most thing I can do uh, without giving too much away, obviously, but I didn't want to leave you guys in the dark. I didn't want Brent or Casey to, to you know, have rumors start about them. Like, oh, Austin didn't go home. No, it's got nothing to do with that at all. It's just, you know, the other opportunities business. presented themselves. It's business. And, and listen, I don't ever consider myself a businessman or even professional by that means. If you know me, if you listen to this radio i'm anything but a professional but unfortunately um you know it's just it is what it is sometimes who knows this might be a research ploy just to find out if uh if 
we had fans or just Austin had fans? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll find out now. We'll find out now. Uh, who, knew, who knew we could make it through a pandemic altogether, but not through the 2022 NFL draft? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, we appreciate all the work on the show, man. For no, now. Good, for man. now. Yeah, uh, good. Again, there's a lot a lot of uh, ideas. Being, yeah. I just want to stress a lot of positive things, too, for Austin, mm-hmm. uh, for our station, for 95.1, for other, you know, our and, entire entity here. So, yeah. And for Casey and, and Brian Middleton, our Action Sports Shacks Department. So I'm telling you, we appreciate everybody who's listened and built this thing up with us because we're, like, not going anywhere. Like, no, seriously, sure. we're not going anywhere, which, again, you, you asked me when this thing started. I gave it 8 to 18 months. No, for sure. <laughs> and, and obviously, you know, since, you know, it's a, a, I'll be gone for a little bit, um, I want to apologize to Trent Balky as well because Brent um, is making some salary <laughs> off him. So I know in my apology I had to mention, Trent Balky, you're the man. Best of luck going forward. Please Venmo Brent Martineau all his money. He's earned it. He's backed you up. Please don't turn your back on him now. Trent Balky, number one. Trent Balky, the Super Bowl. Trent Balky, we love you. And this is from me. Did yeah. you see Trent Balky in his Shady Rays? Have you seen that yet? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I have not yet. Don't worry. Trent's probably used the promo code, Brent. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I wasn't sure I was going to pitch again, so this is big. Mike Clevenger upset about Austin. Really? Tears. Everybody is, yeah. Appreciate the comments on the feed. Delphonic. Thought Austin left because he didn't get any lobster bisque on the yacht. Hey, he listen, we couldn't tell the whole story, Delphonic. I know. Why you did know? you know that was part of the negotiations? This guy knows more than we think. <laughs> uh, that wasn't an awkward uh, last 10 or 15 minutes of radio, or not, but... Um, uh, and Masters, we appreciate it. I think that's your full name. Some of the names get cut off here on my screen. They do. Yeah. And so I'm not sure that's their full name on, on uh, YouTube channels or anywhere you're jumping in, which we always appreciate you doing. Um and uh, you're right, Austin's take uh, is good. And by the way, uh, you'll get more of them. Don't worry. Uh, I got I, I got faith in uh, in that. And so, uh, show goes on at least for now. Brent Martin, nope. uh, Casey Kurtz, and Casey and Brian Middleton will have uh, Action Sports Shacks OT coming up after that. See, one of the things we've done is we've expanded the programming. Maybe we'll do more of that uh, down the road. Uh, so, uh, we, we've got a lot of exciting things happening. That was Mike Clevenger. Clevenger is really one of the most interesting cats around. I don't know him. I, I didn't cover him. Uh, and, I mean, he's been really good as mm-hmm. a pitcher in the big leagues. But he had been out for two years. He went to Wolfson High School, if you guys don't know. And uh, I didn't realize he played college baseball at the Citadel before going to Seminole Community College. I knew he had played at Seminole Community College. And uh, he's been with the Angels and the Indians and now with the Padres been hurt for two years it was interesting and remember when they had the lockout he would show like i was trying to find out actually during the lockout where clevenger was okay because he would show if you look at his twitter or instagram or whatever when he's on and you look at him pitching he was pitching like outside of a trailer oh like living in like a trailer yeah you know rent's expensive now (laughs) but i don't know where he was like I don't know if that was in San Diego somewhere, if that was here, right. if that was in Arizona, Florida or in Arizona. Like, and it was a bad job by me. I never found out. Like, I, I thought it would have been kind of a cool story. 
uh, to see exactly where it was. I probably just didn't look hard enough, but it crossed my mind to, to do that. Clevenger uh, being back, I mean, he's really been good, Casey. I mean, so good to see him back in action, and, and how did he do? Uh, he's, you know, he's okay. He didn't get shelled, so that's good. Pitched against his old team. Against his old team in Cleveland, so that obviously added to the emotion that played in for him. But, uh, yeah, in that little clip, it was kind of hard to hear, but he didn't think he was ever going to pitch again due to the injury, the Tommy John, and then some setbacks he had. So, And this guy was an all-star at the top of his game when he got hurt, got traded to San Diego in a big trade. They expected him to be their ace, and sometimes that's not how things play out. So you, you got to be happy for him back on the mound doing what he loves. Um being here from Jacksonville, obviously, that's why we're talking about it. But uh, it's just – it's a cool story, and hopefully he stays injury-free and the Tommy John and the arm and everything holds up because the guy is electric. He throws 99 miles an hour. He's got other stuff. Yeah. So you say electric, uh, 99 miles an hour will make you pretty electric, even this day and age where everybody seems to throw 99 miles an hour. Um, he's also one of 536,000 people nicknamed Sunshine. Oh, yeah, because the flow. I mean, but everybody's got a flow now. Don't we have to move on from that? No. I mean, Blake, Not yet. like, that's why I don't like, I hear it from time to time with Trevor Lawrence. But they said that about Blaine Gabbert. So, yeah, like, but... I take offense for Trevor Lawrence when they say sunshine. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you know. Can't we come up with anything else? No. Not really. I mean... No. Like, what, what else is there? You're going to call him Goldilocks? Probably not, right? Actually, a kid in the, uh, uh, maybe in a game the other day got a warning from the umpire for calling a pitcher Goldilocks. Really? Yeah. These kids, man, they... You know, what's, you know what I like and about... By the way, not just... Sur- the, the, all, of, bo- all the kids, I've told you this, in high school, they chirp so damn much. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And, they're, and then they go shake hands after. It's like, fine. Like, I don't know if I like it or I don't. Like, I really, I don't. I don't like all the chirping. I there think it's go. stupid. Yeah. But I guess I like that they're not getting in fights. True. Right yeah. after. L- listen, my favorite part about watching Ty's team is every single one of them kids got flow. Every Th- single one? And that's my point about the sunshine thing. So why does everyone with long hair have to be called sh- sunshine? I mean, only if it's that color, obviously. Like Trevor, Mike Clevenger... Blaine Gabbard at a time, they have something in common. Yeah. Like, I'm not calling Ty going well, to call, or yeah, Sunshine. Not Ty. I'm trying to figure out what I would call Ty, but um, I'm not going to call him Carrot Top. I mean, that's just disrespectful. Nah, people don't do that. People don't really say it much about his hair. Like, we have, uh, so, like, Kaylee has red hair, too. And so, it's funny. I, I, kid that uh, he's actually playing for Bartram Trail. He's one of the better players in the area. He's going to Notre Dame. Um, and his dad always called Kaylee Red. He'd say Red, okay. right? And uh, so he asked me, like, recently, he's like, does everybody call Kaylee Red? I was like, no, they call her Kmart. That's what, like, all our teammates call her is Kmart. Oh, that's great. And so... I never put that together. Yeah, they always call Like, everybody call her... I don't know where it kind of was born, but... And so I was like, no, you're the only one that calls her Red. <laughs> it's like, that's... But that's fine, like, if you want to call her Red. But nobody says that stuff to Ty with this hair. I'm a little surprised. Like, no, I don't... Maybe he gets it more. Then I know. And you'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's it. That's all I know. They don't call him Sunshine. No, they don't. And apparently we're starting a petition not to call anybody Sunshine. Well, I just think everybody that has blonde hair, that has long hair, shouldn't be called Sunshine. I mean, it's stupid. I mean, it's it, like it was fine when it came out. Like, I get why because I remember the Titans and all that stuff. Like, I understand. But 
Let's come up with something else, and everybody has long hair now. We just recycle the same stuff. Nobody's original anymore, Brent. We're stuck with what we got. If you got any ideas, because you're not presenting any ideas, right? Criticizing the ideas we have, why don't you give us something? Dariel says these kids this generation masters at trash talk. Their conversations consist of trash talk. Yep. They really do. Like, I've, I've said this before, and we this is a conversation a lot at the ballpark, too, especially in high school. Uh, but you see it at the co college level. It really reminds me of the way we used to talk to our buddies if you were playing, like, ping pong or yes. if you were playing basketball in the backyard yeah. or flag football. And they go back and forth. And, and then your buddies right after, like, it doesn't matter. But, I mean, we got kids turning around to the opposing dugout yeah, just, like, do. flexing on. Yeah, and nothing happens. Like, seriously, I know it's like, get off my lawn. But there was going to be a fight 20 years ago. So, real quick, greatest moment in baseball and that I'm I ever had. I'm not promoting that to happen, by the way. Yeah, you are. Um, I got hit. Oh, the brawls were awesome. I got hit one time, and I don't know why the bases were loaded, and I looked at the other dugout, and I just screamed at the top of my lungs straight at him. <laughs> it was awesome. Great. My mom screamed did at me. Did you get one was, in your ribs when you went up? I did get hit again, yes. Yeah, see But that? he hit me with the bases loaded. What a bum. Uh, I scored a run. Yeah. You know, you're dumb. That does not happen. We probably lost, but... You know. It doesn't happen. Oh, it doesn't seem to happen. And, and maybe it's a good thing it doesn't happen. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.